0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God in me. All the readings of uh, the month of Tuba speaks about speak about baptism except the first Sunday. The first su- Sunday of Tuba comes after the feast of nativity. That's why. The first sunday speak about the acceptance of the gentiles to emphasize that our lord jesus christ in his incarnation he came not only for the jews but he came for everybody so the first sunday speaks about the acceptance of the gentiles to be among the family of god but from the second sunday to the fourth sunday because during this time we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany, the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the reading of these three Sundays about baptism. And as you heard in today, uh, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea and there he remained with them and baptized. A dispute happened between the disciples of John the Baptist and between the Jews about purification and people start to see that Jesus is baptizing and making more disciples than John so they had a concern and went to John telling him that this man about whom you testified now is making more disciples than you. And John the Baptist uh, mentioned that Jesus is the bridegroom, and he who has the bride is the bridegroom. And he described himself as the friend of the bridegroom. So when he see the bride coming to her bridegroom, the friend of the bridegroom, John the Baptist, is happy and joyful. And he said, now my joy is fulfilled. He, the bridegroom, must increase. And I, the friend of the bridegroom, must decrease. And this concept of the bridegroom is one of the very important concept in the scripture. We see how John the Baptist described the Lord Jesus Christ as the Bridegroom. Also the Lord himself, in the parable of the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins, described himself as the Bridegroom. And not only that, but... He described it, the second coming is the time of the consummation of the wedding. Also, the consummation of the marriage. Also, uh, St. Paul, in his letter to Corinthians, he said, I betrothed you to present to Christ a chaste Uh, and pure version and in his letter to the Ephesians chapter 5 how the Lord actually washed the church and purified the church and cleanses the church in order to present her to himself as a chaste and pure uh, bride with no spot or wrinkle, also in the book of Revelation uh, we read about the wedding of the Lamb, the Son of God, and the supper of the wedding of the Lamb. So this metaphor or this description of Jesus Christ as the bridegroom was repeated several times in the scripture. So why this description is very important? Also, we notice in the Old Testament that uh, many of the fathers met their brides at a will. When Abraham sent Elazar uh, to find a bride to his son Isaac, Elazar met Rebecca at a will. Also, Jacob, when he went to his uncle to look for a bride, he met Rachel at a well. In the New Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ also met the Samaritan woman at a well. And the Samaritan woman actually represents all of us who were sinners. Lived our life in sin, but as the Lord purified and cleansed the Samaritan woman, and made her a chaste and a pure creature, in the same way Christ meets us at the well of baptism, at the water of baptism. To cleanse and purify us and make us for himself bride. Why it is important to describe the Lord Jesus Christ as the bridegroom? We know that God the Father has one son only the only begotten son who is born from the father before all ages. He is true God of true God. He is light of light. He is one essence with the father. And since he has one son, this son is the only one who is eligible for inheritance and in many of the hymns of the church we use the word monogenis to describe the son of god and monogenis mono means one or only Genes means begotten. So mono genes means the only begotten. The one who is only begotten from the Father. Sometimes they translate it in Arabic. Kilmet umono ganis, tergimabal Arabi al-Wahhidi Gins, dita gama chatih, moftakru kilmid, mono genis. إن الجنس دي تبقى تترجم جنس فيش حاجة اسمها مونو يعني واحد أو الوحيد جنيس يعني المولود فهو الإبن الوحيد ترجمة السليمة لكلمه كومونو جنيس اللي هي الابن أو المولود الوحيد الإبن الوحيد دl المنتشرة اللي هي الوحيد الجنس دي ترجمة خاطئة مونو يعني واحد جنيس يعني المولود only begotten only begotten so God the Father has one son only and we are his servants so in order for us to be children of God the Father he sent his son as the bridegroom And the son proposed to us. If we accept him, then a real marriage will happen between the Lord Jesus Christ and the church, the bride. Real marriage, real union. So in this real union, in the son, we become children of God only in the Son. That's why no one can come to the Father except the Rosa Son. No one. Since the sin of Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve sold themselves to Satan, so Adam and Eve and all their descendants they actually excluded themselves from the grace of God and they became under the rule of Satan that's why all the world became under the wrath of God when God sent his son If I accept the Son to be my Bridegroom, then the Son actually will deliver me from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of righteousness, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. That's why you heard in the Gospel of today, he who believes in the Son Has everlasting life. When we believe in the Son, we will have everlasting life. But he who does not believe in the Son, he who rejects the proposal of the Son, he who rejects to accept the Son to be his bridegroom, shall not see life. Because the only way to the life And the only way to the Father is the Son. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Because we already under the wrath of God since the fall of Adam and Eve, because we excluded ourselves from the grace of God and by our own will we followed Adam and Eve, we followed Satan in Adam and Eve, and all the creation became under the wrath of God, under the sentence of death. But God, in His love, wanted to save the world. So He sent His Son as the bridegroom. And when we accept the Son, in the Son, we will be children of God the Father. Then we will see life and will have eternal life. Any marriage is performed by a priest, a steward of God. So this marriage, this union between the Son and us, the Church, the believers, who is performing this marriage this marriage is performed by the holy spirit how in the sacraments of the church as i will explain now in the sacraments of the church so we can say we are children of god the father we are children of god the father how through Our marriage or our union to his only begotten Son Jesus Christ and how this union happened through the work of the Holy Spirit with in the sacraments of the church that's why outside the church there is no salvation away from the sacraments of the church There is no salvation. We are children of God the Father through our union, our marriage with his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the work of the Holy Spirit in the sacraments of the church. In any marriage in our time, somebody says to the girl there is uh, a a boy who is interested in you and this is his description. And the girl starts to think and consider. This is actually what happens when we preach the word of God to the the non-believers. are saying to the non-believers, there is a bridegroom, God who became man, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, He's interested in you, He wants to marry you, to give you life, to give you salvation, to transfer you from the kingdom of Satan, kingdom of darkness, To the kingdom of light. To be. Heir of the eternal life. That is the purpose of preaching the word of God. When the non-believer. Start to hear about the son of God. And. His love toward us. And why he wants to marry us why he wants to be united with us, for our benefit. He is self-sufficient by himself. He doesn't need us, but in his love, he wants to save us and to rescue us. If the non-believer here accept the proposal, accept to be united to the Son of God, Then, that's what we call faith. They believe in the Son of God. And the time in which they learn and hear about the Son of God, we call them the katakumi, al-mawazim. So they learn about the Son of God until they believe in the Son of God. Once they believe in the Son of God, then the process of betrothal starts. The first step in this process is repentance and confession. No one can be united with the Son of God who is holy while he is in a state of corruption. But he needs to repent to confess his sins and the people who were going to John the Baptist confessing their sins before their baptism and that's why the preaching of our Lord Jesus Christ repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and after repentance the second step to be baptized Because in baptism, there is death of the old man, death of the corrupted nature, forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of the original sin, resurrection with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we become new creation. You who were baptized, you put on Christ. So, first step, they hear about the Son of God. Then they believe in the Son of God. Then they repent, they offer repentance. Then they are baptized. After the baptism, they become chrismated, anointed with the Holy Spirit to be confirmed in the Son of God. That's why we call the sacrament of confirmation. And in this sacrament, we consecrate the whole person to be dedicated only to Christ, so this bride is dedicated only to her bridegroom. Like when we anoint the chalice or paten with myrrh, means it's dedicated now to the service of God. So when we anoint a baptized child with the Myron, we say, this mind, these senses, this heart. This will, these deeds, this way is consecrated 100% to Christ. And after this, they partake of the holy body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ to be one with him. He who eats my body and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. You know, the marriage in the Jewish culture goes through three steps. Engagement, betrothal. Betrothal is like civil marriage. And then, uh, the consummation of marriage. So, in our relationship with Christ, we go through these three steps. First, when we hear, I'm speaking like a non-believer, he hears about Christ, then once he accepted Christ, he believed in him, this is like the engagement. And the betrothal start by repentance, baptism, chrismation, and uh, Communion, and after the communion, any time I sin, I need to be purified again through repentance, confession, and communion, in order for my garments to be white and pure at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Then the consummation of marriage, which means the full adoption. happens in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we read in the book of Revelation about the wedding of the Lamb. So now we are betrothed as St. Paul said in his letter to Corinthians. That is the second step. There is legal commitment from Christ to us and from us to Christ but the consummation of marriage will happen in the second time of our lord jesus in second coming of our lord jesus christ and this is the full adoption as saint paul mentioned in romans 8 we are waiting for adoption the redemption of our body when our bodies will be raised in the glorified form That is the full adoption. And this explains to us one of the verses that many of us stumble at this verse. When St. John, in his first letter, said, He who is born from God cannot sin. And many people say, but we're still sinning. Does this mean we are not born of God? St. John was speaking about the full adoption after the consummation of marriage in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. When the full adoption happens, we cannot sin. So there is no sins in the eternal life. Although we will have our free will, but now our will is totally Sanctified and consecrated, so he who is born from God cannot sin. That's why I told you this description of Jesus Christ as the bridegroom is very important because unless we accept him as our bridegroom and we go in the steps of the Betrothal, hearing the word of God repenting being baptized chrismated taking communion and then anytime we sin we go through repentance confession and communion and we live the life of repentance without going through this journey we cannot be saved That's why again he said, He who believes in the Son of God has everlasting life. But he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And as the patriarchs in the Old Testament met their brides at a well, and as the Lord met the Samaritan woman represent all of us at the will in the same way our Lord Jesus Christ meets us at the will of baptism. When we are baptized we become united with him and now we are committed to him and he is committed to us and he gives us the pledge of eternal life by giving, uh, by giving us the Holy Spirit. That's why the Psalm of today, we went through fire and water. Fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. So in baptism, we are baptized from water and spirit. Spirit is the fire. We went through fire and water and you brought us out into place of refreshment. After we go through the water of baptism and we are born again from the water and spirit, now we are in place of refreshment. We are not anymore in the kingdom of darkness, but we are the children of God. That's why he said, bless our God, you Gentiles, and make the voice of his praise to be heard because he came to rescue us to deliver us, to save us from the kingdom of darkness and transfer us to his own kingdom. Glory be to him forever and ever. Amen.